When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bedsheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bedsheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. And welcome back, MD Nation, to the show. You are listening and or watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show, streaming to you live on social media at Show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to never miss an episode. Download us on your favorite pod streaming app so you catch us on your commute to and from work. Search for the MD's Fantasy Football Show on your Amazon app store to fire us up on your Fire TV and Android devices. And best of all, look for us on free live streaming television on tikilive.com slash channel slash bellyup. 24-7. More places to come soon. And we'll make those announcements as they become live. 
As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. We're talking about the primetime recaps of Week 17, so we can put that to bed Sunday night and the Monday night recap game. Two games that very likely probably won and or lost championships this past week. And hopefully it's part of MD Nation. You won more than we lost, but there's always next year. You can continue to get better as a fantasy football manager. We will continue to get better as fantasy football analysts to help you improve. We're not going anywhere this year. There is no hiatus. We're doing at least one episode a week throughout the offseason. We'll be with you guys every step of the way. So again, today's show is a primetime recap. And for you amateur hour leagues out there, we do have a waiver wire report. Now, it's a small one, as you would imagine, heading into week 18. Because a lot of the waivers you're going to pick up, actually, in week 18 are going to be later in the week. We'll find out more from teams. Are they planning on benching guys? Maybe only playing a half of football? Determining who has what to play for heading into week 18, and that greatly determining what players are actually going to play. There's two things in week 18 that you're looking for out of players if you if you have to play. Hopefully you don't. That's why I call it the amateur hour league. There's This is exactly why you shouldn't be playing your championships in week 18. But in case you are, the two things you're looking for. Are they on a team that has something serious at stake? And or are they 100% healthy? If those two things are not true, then they become a hard player to trust regardless of who they are. Those two things have to be true. To fully trust that that player will play all four quarters. That's the key heading into Week 18. Let's dive into the recap of the Sunday night game first, though. Green Bay Packers, the Minnesota Vikings, not a ton to take out of this game on the Vikings' side. Look, Kirk Cousins has never been good in primetime football, but without him out there and Sean Mannion as the quarterback, there was no fear on the Packers' defense about the Minnesota Vikings' offense being able to do anything. They just teed off and keyed in on Dalvin Cook. Only had nine carries for 13 yards. Three receptions for zero yards. I don't even know how that's possible to have three receptions and get zero yards. Dalvin Cook, one of the worst busts you could possibly have in your championship week. Outside of that, Justin Jefferson, you felt like you had to play him. I still had him in my top 20 wide receivers. He's too good. You figure Sean Mannion, at the very least, would isolate and key in on him as far as the target game goes. And he did. Target-wise, he had 11 targets. Six receptions, 58 yards. Though the touchdown, the garbage time touchdown, wound up going to K.J. Osborne, who you probably didn't trust at all, knowing that Kirk Cousins was not going to be able to play in this game. Three catches, 50 yards total. Tyler Conklin, five catches, 47 yards. Look, outside of Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, though, I don't think you were playing another Minnesota Viking. How could you without Kirk Cousins? Minnesota is one of those teams that they don't have anything on the line really next week. But Mike Zimmer's kind of coaching for his job. 
I do expect everybody to really be able to play. The only guy that I question why or if they would throw out there would be Dalvin Cook. It doesn't make a ton of sense for them to try to chuck him out there. Not at all. So we'll have to see if they play him week 18 or not. That'd be the one I'd look out for. But Jefferson, Cousins, KJ, these are all fantasy assets next week. Because Mike Zimmer's going to play his guys. On the Packers' side of the ball, Rodgers was good. 288 yards, two touchdowns in this game. Tacked on eight yards rushing. He was good. Not great. Didn't have to be great. Packers did whatever they wanted to do offensively. And the big reason why he wasn't great, A.J. Dillon. 14 carries, 63 yards, two touchdowns. Now, before you, as an Aaron Jones owner, get your panties in a bunch, and maybe he didn't come through for you all the way like you needed him to, but he had a big first half, actually. He was looking like he was on his way to a big game, but then what happened? The Vikings couldn't make this game interesting. The Packers have blown out the Vikings so early in this game that in the second half, why have a guy that you know you're making the playoffs, you're in position now to be the number one seed overall and have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Aaron Jones has been dealing with an MCL injury and trying to manage in his knee. They just let A.J. Dillon close out the game. His touchdowns and the majority of his carries came in the second half. Aaron Jones had eight carries for 76 yards, five catches for 30 yards on six targets. A lot of that came in the first half. He looked, he actually did look healthy. But why risk it when you have A.J. Dillon? You can just close out the game in what was a snowy, cold Green Bay night. And that's what wound up happening. The guy who did not disappoint, who you were depending on, for sure, going into this matchup, Devontae Adams. Smash spot and smashed in the smash spot. Which, unfortunately, doesn't get said enough by the guys in smash spots. (laughs) 11 catches, 136 yards, and a touchdown on 14 targets. And if you were streaming Al Lazard, you got production there too. Six catches, 72 yards, a touchdown on six targets. I don't know how many of you were, especially since Marquez Valdez-Scantling was back in the lineup. But the big thing here, Devontae Adams coming through when you needed it the most. Now it's up to that Monday night game. Ben Roethlisberger's final home game of his career. I argued with Chris and I argued with Chaz Flarty last week on the MD's DFS contest and lock bets of the week. Both trying to argue me why Cleveland was going to win that game. And I was like, no way. No way. This Pittsburgh team with Mike Tomlin, who can thrive on emotion when they need to, was going to lose this game to Cleveland and Ben Roethlisberger's final home game. I was like, there's no way. And they didn't. 26-14. to 14. Now, was it because of Big Ben Roethlisberger? No, it wasn't. But they haven't won any of their games. They kind of won games this year in spite of him to begin with. 24-46. 46 pass attempts. Only completed 24 of them for 123 yards. 24 completions for, a, for, for 123 yards. yards per completion. Or per, excuse me, 2.7 yards per attempt. How is that even possible? (laughs) Look, 
we don't have to say it anymore. He is moving on. He's done at the end of the year. So we don't have to belabor the point. Oof. Thank goodness he is. 2.7 yards per attempt. Wow. That's that's incredible. In a really bad way. One touchdown, one interception in this game. That one touchdown did go to Deontay Johnson, who had eight catches for 31 yards on 15 targets. So got the volume you want him to get. You got the double-digit targets. Got the touchdown and dud you out. Hopefully he played in the PPR league, though, because that's the only place where he really came through for you with a nice performance. It's going to be really interesting to see what the Steelers do at quarterback next year. Another team with another quarterback vacancy. I'll be very curious and has good weapons if they can get the right guy in the building. And I don't think the right guy's on the team. It's definitely not Mason Rudolph. I thought maybe on an off chance it could possibly be Dwayne Haskins, but probably not. So this is going to be an interesting team to watch hanging into the offseason. And shout out to Mike Tomlin. Even if they lose next week, they'll at least be 500, which, amazingly enough, you have your 500 on a 17-game season, loving the tie. But he'll now go 15 years without having a losing record. I mean, that that's a hell of an accomplishment in the NFL. The big story of the day, of course, for the Steelers was Najee Harris. 28 carries, 188 yards, gets a rushing touchdown. That rushing touchdown coming at the end of the game. Didn't need to happen, but he tacked it on anyway. Three catches, 18 yards. Najee Harris was the make or break man of the night for championships. No doubt about it. How phenomenal has he been in his rookie year? First of all, to get running backs with his workload, number one. To be on a team that will allow you to get that kind of workload in both the rushing and receiving game. Remember that time in the season when there was people out there? It was about like, what, week 11, 12, 13, somewhere in that range, where people were starting to question, were they going to ease back on the volume of Najee Harris because they were finding ways out of it? I'm just like, that's not what Mike Tomlin does. That's not his history. When he has his guy at running back, he sticks with his guy at running back. It's always been the case. It never changes. Everyone thinks they're smarter or what they logically think should happen, I should say. Instead of taking the context of the reality of the situation. The context, the reality of the situation is Najee Harris, as long as he's there and healthy and the guy, and Mike Tomlin's the head coach, he's getting a bell cow workload and is a prime candidate to be a top five running back draft pick in redraft leagues in 2022 next year because you're going to be hard-pressed to find guys who are in line for a bigger, bigger volume workload than he is. And frankly, the offensive line, it can't be worse it can't be worse than what it was this season. There's no way. So even to get him a little bit of an improvement, maybe an improvement at quarterback, Najee Harris, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Let's talk about the Cleveland Brown side. Not a lot to go on. Baker Mayfield sucks. That's pretty much the lead thing here. 16 of 38, 185 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, was 8 of 23 at one point in this game. He's terrible. Uh, just just terrible. Jarvis Landry led the way in targets. He had 10, four catches, 43 yards. Donovan Peoples-Jones, three catches, 76. The touchdowns 
went to the tight ends, one to Njoku, one to Harrison Bryant. Who cares? You weren't playing either one. Because the Browns have a committee at the tight end position. And then Nick Chubb. Steelers have been a team that have been gashed pretty consistently by running backs. No Kareem Hunt. So you're expecting an RB1 level performance out of Nick Chubb. Instead, 12 carries, 58 yards, no touchdowns. And didn't get involved in the passing game like he did a week ago either. So like Najee Harris probably was a make or break. Nick Chubb was probably a make or break as well, but in an opposite direction. Be very curious to see what the Browns decide to do after a disappointing year. The Baker Mayfield watch is on what they want to do at quarterback. They've already talked about bringing in competition. We'll see if that sticks. But here's what I want to do. I want to take a quick break. We come back on the other side. We're going to do the last waiver wire report of the season. So everybody stay tuned to the MD's fantasy football show. We'll be back right after this. It's the holiday season, and you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. So get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, and your body, and the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Let's not forget the famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The dads can't stop talking about this. The teens secretly buy this, and the women will love you for it. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. And welcome back into the show, MD Nation. You are listening and or watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show, streaming to you live on social media at Show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to never miss an episode. Download us on your favorite pod streaming app. Search for the MD's Fantasy Football Show on the Amazon App Store for your Fire TV and Android devices. And best of all, on live streaming television for free. Come on and check out tikilive.com slash channel slash belly up for some of the best sports network, sports talk, and shows you can possibly hope for. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. We just went over the primetime recap for week 17. So let's put week 17 to bed. And for you amateur hour leagues out there, let's talk about a week 18 waiver wire report. There's really no excuse for having your championship in week 18, frankly, at this point. They added on an extra week. All you had to do was keep your schedule the same, and you wouldn't have had a week 18. But like I said, there's about 5 to 10% of you out there, and I only make fun of you because, well, I do shows for you, which is more than a lot of other platforms, a lot of other fantasy football shows can say, because most people, they'll stop after week 17. 
or at the very least, they're not talking about week 18, not from a redraft perspective anyway. So we, do, we are doing shows for him, trying to take care of you guys regardless, but I'm going to make fun of you along the way so you get in a better, smarter league for next year. <laughs> so that's what we want to do. Zero percent eventually of playing your championships the last week of the season because it doesn't make any sense to do so. If you want to play fantasy football so bad 18 weeks, do it DFS. That's what the MD's DFS contest and lock bets of the week show is going to be for. And now continue throughout the playoffs. I mean, you could do that whenever. That makes sense. Not redraft, but I digress. All right, if you're looking for a waiver wire report out there, it actually came up with some better names and a more comprehensive list than I thought I was going to. It's still short. Don't don't get me twisted. But a better list than I thought it would be at the end of the day. So first up, quarterback position. Again, less than 50% on, on average throughout all the platforms. Taysom Hill at 49%. Playing against the Atlanta Falcons next week. Talk about a guy who should be a top DFS guy for a budgeted price. Taysom Hill is a guy who should finish inside the top 10 of quarterback given the matchup and given his rushing ability. All three quarterbacks that I have actually on this waiver are West, on waiver list, they're, they're all mobile quarterbacks. Tyler Huntley comes in at 30% owned. I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to play. Everyone saw the video Wednesday trying to practice how badly he was limping. Look, John Harbaugh can be hopeful all he wants, and he can talk about how Lamar Jackson's volleying the play as much as he wants. doesn't matter. If he's not mobile, he can't be Lamar Jackson. So why put him at risk? I expect Tyler Huntley will play a bit better than he did this past week because he would be completely off the COVID list and he'll actually get a full week of practice in. And he's a guy who has shown that he does a little bit of throwing, a little bit of running, and has a hell of a floor as a quarterback. Plain and simple. He's a streaming option. And he's only 30% owned. And then last but not least, Trey Lance. If Jimmy G can go, because this is such a big spot for San Fran against a tough matchup against the Rams, I think he will. But that's how much I question if Jimmy G can go. I'm anticipating Trey Lance is going to get another start. Now, what the Rams decide to do remains to be seen, but they are trying to compete for the division win because an Arizona loss and a Rams win would mean the Rams win the division, and that's going to be something to play for. But again, Lance, streaming option because he runs. Now, lesser than a Tyler Huntley and lesser than a Taysom Hill. Not as good of a matchup as a Taysom Hill. And frankly, I don't think he's as good of a passer, at least not right now, as a Tyler Huntley. I, they don't. I don't see it. Not against the Rams, anyway. But nonetheless, a streaming option that you can look to if you're looking for quarterbacks. And all three of these guys are people that you don't have to worry about getting benched in the second half for any given reason, which makes them even more tangible heading into a week where that might be a concern in some instances, especially with the guys that you've had to lean on to get to this point. So keep your eyes out. We'll, we'll keep you up to date on social media at MDFF show. If, if we think there's a chance a player won't play the whole game, but that's what makes this week, so tough fantasy-wise to try to figure out. Let's talk about some running backs. So the big one, right off the bat, number one pickup of the week, 
if you're still playing fantasy football, would be Ramondre Stevenson. 39% owned. Damian Harris tweaking that hamstring injury. And since the Patriots are going to the playoffs, very good chance that Harris does not play in Week 18 at all. Very good chance that winds up happening. So Ramondre Stevenson could be a bell cow back, at least when it comes to the carries. We'll see if Brandon Bolden gets mixed in on the passing game. But could be the bell cow back heading into Week 18 and should be the number one waiver wire pickup. Dare Agunbowale is my second guy, 26% owned. Somebody's got to do something, Jacksonville. And look, it wasn't pretty last week. Probably won't be pretty again this week, but he did get all the work. So he's at least a RB3. He's at least a flex option again, heading into week 18. Duke Johnson comes in for me. Now, they got a nice matchup here coming up. They're playing the Patriots. And, you know, take away Jacksonville side, running backs have had success against New England this season. The one consistent over the past three weeks now is that Duke Johnson will operate as the lead back for Miami. Now, what that means, what that entails, and how far the gap is are all questions that really nobody can give you the answer to ahead of time unless you have a crystal ball. But it still stands to reason that in a desperate flex situation, given that running backs have been able to tear up New England this season, he's still an option. A 6% owner. Desperate option, but an option. Then we get into the Tampa Bay backfield. So Ronald Jones, the ankle injury, I think regardless of whether it's significant or not, he's not going to play this week. Now, Keyshawn Vaughn, I think, will lead the way in carries. This could be a split committee between a Vaughn and a Le'Veon Bell. I wouldn't be surprised if Le'Veon Bell maybe ran more routes and got a few more targets than Keyshawn Vaughn wound up doing. But I think they're going to have to play. I don't think you'll be able to just rest anybody. Keyshawn Vaughn did pick up a little bit of an injury this past Sunday. He's not really expected to be significant, though. So, I mean, if he can't go or if they decide that they'd rather save Vaughn and just play Bell and get his feet wet, then Bell could really be an interesting guy. But Vaughn at 4.7%, Le'Veon Bell at 36 It's going to be a situation I'm going to monitor. I don't know how much I want to key in on any one of these guys if it's going to be a committee, which it might be. But if Vaughn doesn't play or they want to rest him in case they need him more so than Le'Veon because he has actually some explosibility to his game if Ronald Jones might miss some time here. Le'Veon Bell might be getting all the work. So a situation to monitor. There's going to be value in that backfield one way or another. So let's dive into the wide receivers. That's all I got for running backs. I got three guys at wide receiver this week as far as valid pickups that might be able to help you out in your championship weeks. One's KJ Osborne, 37% owned. Expect Kirk Cousins to come back. Again, Mike Zimmer trying to coach for his job to get as close to 500 as he possibly can. So with all that in mind, no Adam Thielen, K.J. Osborne's going to be a wide receiver three. Gabriel Davis, another guy, 18% owned. Nice matchup coming up in week 18 for the Buffalo Bills. If they're going to rest anybody, it's going to be Stephon Diggs. Emmanuel Sanders wasn't able to play last week. 
may not be able to play again this week. Cole Beasley has not really been himself. So Gabriel Davis becomes a guy who's a he's a he's the type of guy that you pick up if you're looking for a home run. He's that home run guy for you. And his floor is somewhat stable now because he's kind of worked his way into a significant rotation as far as the targets go on this team. And Josh Allen can't really be any worse throwing the football than he was last week. So I expect some improvement in the passing game as well, too. Davis is a very interesting option at 18%. Um, The next guy is Zay Jones at 4%. Now, he's playing the Chargers next week, so you don't love the matchup, but this is more of a desperate situation. You're looking for a wide receiver. His usage has been trending up consistently over the past three weeks to the point where he has to be considered the potential 1B to the 1A of a Hunter Renfro when it comes to targets. Now, if Darren Waller can, in fact, return, of course, all this goes out the window, but I, I just don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. Derek Carr has looked more consistently for a Zay Jones. If you're looking for a desperate option for a guy who's been utilized, that's the guy at 4% out that you can get for nothing. And then sticking with the same team, Foster Moreau at 27%. I know it really hasn't worked out the way you want it to, but he's still a streamable tight end option who has to be considered if Darren Waller does not play. Because there's just there's really not many streamable tight end options out there right now. Anybody who's got a pulse is pretty much owned over 50% at this point. So this is the only guy I can really find that is at least in a significant role utilization-wise to be considered. That's going to do it for the show. I told you it'd be a short one. I don't. I think everybody understood that why and why that was going to be the case. Tomorrow will not. We're going to be back tomorrow. Chris Dauer is going to join me on the show. We'll be back around 9 o'clock on social media at BillyUpMDFF Show on YouTube, on the Amazon App Store, and on TikiLive.com slash channel slash BillyUp. And, of course, after, after the live show is done, we'll be available on your favorite pod streaming app as well. But we're going to go over the full preview for Week 18. It's real simple. Week 18, there's no Sunday night game. There's no Monday night game. All Sunday afternoon action because everybody's getting ready for the playoffs the following weeks. So nobody wants to be at a real disadvantage or anything like that. So all Sunday afternoon action in week 18. And then we'll be back either Thursday or Friday. Haven't decided which day yet. I'll know tomorrow when we come back for the show. But we'll be back with the MD's DFS contest and lock bets of the week. Chris, myself, Chaz Flaherty will join the show too. And that's the episode, that show in particular, that's the one that's going to go once a week all the way through the Super Bowl. With the exception of the Pro Bowl, we'll be off the Pro Bowl week. There won't be anything to talk about Pro Bowl week. I'm not going to bother with that one. But all the way to Super Bowl, we'll have that one until we switch it up and start getting ready for the 2022 season. But as always, I'm your host, Dan Maynard. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And I'll be back with you guys tomorrow to break down the upcoming action. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. 
Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.